welcome at that time once again the Patriot Radio News Hour live on the fourth day of 2018. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. No Arctic blast or bomb cyclone here in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, you know, I... The the big monster storm. The I guess, they always come up with these great names. The the bomb cyclone, right? Yes, that uh, it's winter time. Believe it or not, stuff like that happens. I will say this though: the the wind is what, what is the killer. I, I heard they're going to have winds of like fifty fifty plus miles an hour. So you you, you know it's like zero degrees and a wind of fifty. That's that stinks. The East Coast getting hammered. It is drop dead. I wore pants one time to work so far this quote unquote winter here in Arizona. I've got the shorts on. The sun is out. It's absolutely fantastic here. Uh, so if you're frozen to a water pipe somewhere else, this is when we brag. This is when it's great to live here in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, 800-951-0592. We don't have... uh, I don't know if you saw there's an earthquake in San Francisco. Uh, I read that Mount St. Helens is starting to rumble again. We don't have any of that stuff here. Arizona is one of those few states where we really... I guess we get the monsoons, and it is the desert, so most of our... Well, I shouldn't say most, but we've got plenty of roads that act like uh, a river when it does decide to rain, which isn't very often, but we don't really have, like, hurricanes and uh, tornado. I guess we get a haboob. Again, these names that they come up with every once in a while, but, uh, yeah, we just don't get a lot of the, I guess, the the weather stuff. And as far as I know, uh, we really don't get earthquakes we're not on any of these faults or anything else and it may be a rare one here or there but uh yeah so come to arizona along with everybody else i mean why not everybody it seems like is uh moving here or texas or colorado and everybody's bailing out of uh, illinois and the midwest and the east coast now getting hammered uh drop dead gorgeous here we've got another rally in gold uh, and silver again today. Listen, I'm telling you, you need to start paying attention. It's sending a message, sending it loud and clear uh, as to what's what's really happening. I don't know if you saw crude oil that was like sixty-two dollars a barrel. The dollar down again today. The Dow's at twenty-five thousand. That's all well and good. But you, but the the Dow cycle, at least in my opinion, this is probably uh, we're probably at the end of the cycle here. As the uh, well, the debt's piling up, inflationary pressures now. The whether it's going to be your gas price, uh, the the things that we need, and I say we, the consumer needs to live on, uh, getting more and more expensive. Uh, 18 states raised the minimum wage. Of course, it's just not enough. Uh, the jobs numbers were out today. Uh, we had 250,000 jobs. This was an ADP report. That's normally out yesterday because of the holiday. It came out today. Uh, it was better than expected, but 
not a great number. I know they want to act like it's all it's so fantastic. Uh, the problem was the type of job. They're they're all minimum wage, and I and I hate to say all, but it's, it's all minimum wage. First time jobless claims two hundred fifty thousand. So we created two hundred fifty thousand jobs in a month. We had people line up at the unemployment line for the very first time uh, for two hundred fifty thousand for a week. Uh, you kind of do the math there. The the one thing that I did see in talking about uh, the jobs in, in this country and the unemployment rate that they state that at 4.1%, they said that the planned layoffs, so if you're a big company, you if you're going to lay off, uh, I believe that it's, it's the number's 50, if you're going to lay off more than 50 people, you have to notify the government, right? You have to, and I think, and really the states uh, that you're going to be doing the layoffs, and you have to tell them, hey, you know, we're 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 going to be laying off a bunch of people, and these these are called the planned layoffs. And Challenger Gray and Christmas, those are that's the company that tracks it, uh, and they made this big deal today. Planned layoffs are the lowest since the '90s. And, and they want you to say, see how good this is, right? And they talk about uh, jobless claims. Now, the, not the 250, but the, we've had numbers in the 220s. Jobless claims, the lowest since the 70s. And what they don't do is tell you why. Why are jobless claims the lowest since the 70s? Why? are planned layoffs the lowest since the 90s. They want you to believe it's because how great the economy is. Listen, the economy in any other decade, any other decade, would be considered, eh, okay, well, maybe the Great Depression. (laughs) Outside of, would be, eh, eh, you know, 2.5, you know, we'll we'll call it between 2 and 3%. That's not great. That's, eh. So why? And the answer is very simple. Most of the jobs being created, and I shouldn't say most of them are part-time, and most of them are minimum wage. So that's facts. The other subset of that is temporary contract 1099 employment, which now makes up the largest piece ever which you don't get to get laid off or file for unemployment benefits. Just a different market. Patriot Radio News Hour. We got a lot of things going on to talk about. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll-free number. You know, we were just talking a little bit about jobs, and and it, it always amazes me. Here we are in, in this, you know, great information age. Everything's so easy to get now. Uh, and, and, of course, I always say things like, I don't know why. the You know, the government's always the last to change. Right? We could get rid of so many uh, reports that are estimates 
than replace them with actual factual data. But they don't, because the, the problem is they want to massage what the real data is. And they seasonally adjust it because, let's face it, it's just too complicated for us to, to deal with reality. We don't want to deal with reality. What we want you to do is deal with the reality that we want you to believe. And by and large, they do a very, very good job. Most people, well, let's face it, when you are in uh, the car or uh, the people that still listen to the radio, which seemingly is less and less people, what channels do they got on? Most of them are, are they got the, the, the music on or they got sports radio on or or they, they've got... Uh, you know, with satellite now, they're, they're, whether they're the Fox guys or the CNN guys, I mean, that, that's, that's what they're listening to. They think they're getting news. They're not. Uh, you turn on the billionaire stock channel. You think that's news? It's not news. It's all spin and it's all made-up stuff to make you believe that... Uh, Things are better than what they are. You know, and that's the funny thing. They don't seasonally adjust to make things worse. <laughs> All the adjustments are trying to, oh, you know, let's let's make it so it's a little better. And they say, oh, we're trying to smooth out the data. Well, what, what data are you smoothing? Right? And 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 so today's jobless claims, I just wanted to bring it because, like, Drudge has this big number, and, and I love Drudge, but, but they're they're part of the the issue lately because they don't tell you why and it's important to know why and the answer is because companies figured out and through their friends in congress they were able to you know tweak laws that allow for all of this contract work where you don't get benefits right they don't have to pay your payroll taxes they don't have to pay unemployment taxes. By the way, I just got a letter today, well, yesterday, from the government. They're increasing that again. Nobody, I didn't even hear about it. It's only 0.05%, though, so, you know, who cares? I care. But they don't ever tell you why. And the answer really is because you are more, we, you, me, us, all of us, we're more vulnerable than ever. Now the company doesn't have to lay off. They just don't give you work. Eh, you're a contractor. You're 1099. You're a temporary guy. And we don't have to f- file layoff notices. We don't have to. Right? It saves them a bunch of money. And and they call it, you know, prosperity and all of that stuff. It's, it's absolute nonsense. Just kind of like the unemployment numbers nonsense. The ADP number that came out today, no fact on that. They call people up. Hey, you're hiring today? Oh, okay, we'll put you down. Well, no, we're not hiring today, but we're going to. All right, well, I'll put you down. I'm just reading the headline here. Uh, crude stocks fell by 7.4 million barrels. So uh, we'll have to keep a, uh, a price on crude oil. That number, another number that was supposed to come out, uh, yesterday, because of the holiday coming out today, uh, they said stockpiles of crude fell by 7.4 million. Oh, but then uh, inventories of gasoline up 4.8, and distillates up almost 9 million barrels. So maybe we'll get, you know, you do a little math, that means there's 
with uh, oil, diesel, and gasoline. We've got more this week than we had last week, but we'll have to see how that translates uh, into the actual price of uh, of oil today, which was over $62. We did have some retail sales numbers out. I just remember, and I didn't talk about it because I, I thought it was kind of BS, but early in the holiday selling season, there's articles out, Macy's is killing it. They're going to hire a bunch more people. They're so busy. Macy's came out today and said the Christmas holiday season, I guess the nine weeks, I guess that's what they're calling it, uh, sales were up 1% only at Macy's, missing uh, pretty substantially. And, and think about it, you know, Macy's closed, I don't even know, closed close to 100 stores. Uh, they said uh, they announced today already 19 more store closings uh, on top of, I guess they had 30-some other closings that they were still working on. Uh, they added 19 more to that one. Uh, L Brands, which is your Victoria's Secrets, same exact story. Uh, sales were up uh, 1%, uh, again, below forecast. The one bright spot, J.C. Penney's said sales were up uh, 3.4%, but they closed the, the, and these are same store sales. Uh, So when you actually look at, at at least in the case of Macy's and Penny's, uh, they actually sold less stuff this year than last year. Uh, They just have less stores. Uh, Penny's closed, did a better job of closing them, apparently. Uh, They they were up 3-4, but the, the funny thing was is, they must have given away a lot of stuff because their actual earnings per share and what they were going to make or lose or whatever did not change uh, on the news. Uh, the Dow is up 150 points as the dollar uh, is falling. Again, we actually have this same thing. We've been in this cycle now since uh, the Fed rate hike. Uh, by the way, the dollar's at 91.85. 91.85. So we're, we're closing in right there pretty close to what the lows were last year. And, and and I like I said I said yesterday, expect to see the dollar in the 80s uh, in 2018, and really over the next 10 years, we're going to see new all-time lows on the dollar. I have an update uh, on the Chinese, and we I've talked a lot about it, uh, and I know I was sick and I missed a bunch of time, but right before I was uh, was sick, we talked a lot about how China was getting ready to start trading uh, specifically crude oil in Chinese yuan. In other words, you can buy futures contracts. You can buy, uh, you know, boatloads of crude oil, and you can do it in Chinese yuan. Right now, you can't do that. Right. So if you were... Uh, China or Japan or Saudi Arabia, you can't do it. If you were an individual investor and you wanted to take a flyer on a crude contract, you have to do it in dollars. And I think you can do it in euro as well or and probably even yen and sterling. But there, there was an update. We thought someone had speculated that the Chinese were going to do this over the Christmas holiday because they had run a bunch of tests. They were ready to go. Uh, Adam Levinson made the call. He was the guy that I was 
talking about with that uh, China was going to get ready to use uh, the 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 Petro One. It didn't happen. But today there was an update as to when it will happen. Uh, China now is scheduled. Apparently, they're going to call it the International Energy Exchange. A unit of the uh, Futures Exchange will be known as the acronym INE. So they've given, they've got a ticker, uh, a ticker symbol INE. It will allow Chinese buyers to lock in oil prices and pay in uh, the local currency. Foreign traders will be allowed to invest. That is a first for any Chinese commodities market. The exchange is now registered in the Shanghai Free Trade Zone. Uh, The implication for the dollar, according to, to Bloomberg's Uh, This was out of Bloomberg. The U.S. dollar's well-established role as the global currency of the oil market is now under pressure. When will the trading begin? According to the Shanghai-based news, uh, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the news organization, cited an unidentified person from the futures company that trading is expected to start January the 18th. So this is a twofold thing. Number one, they didn't even try, you know, a lot of people, and I I included, hey, well, we're going to wait for America to be distracted, and we don't want to make a big big deal about it. We'll do it when no one's paying attention. No. The Chinese said, we're not operating that way. We're going to do it in plain sight. We're going to set a date, and everybody's going to be there. Multiple rounds of testing had been already carried out. We talked about that before Christmas. And it says that the listing requirements are have been met. The state council, which is the Chinese cabinet, was said to have given its approval in December. One of the final regulatory hurdles uh, was for that approval, which they have now gotten. The push for oil futures gained, uh, really gained speed when China surpassed the United States as the world's uh, largest crude export or importer. Excuse me. Uh, by the way, I thought that was 2016. I guess it was officially last year. Futures trading, uh, futures trading will wrest control over pricing from the main international benchmarks, which are based in dollars. So I guess maybe I was wrong. Maybe it was only dollars. Uh, denominating oil contracts in one would promote the use of the Chinese currency in global trade. Right? And remember yesterday, we kind of broke down how the currency reserves are, are are being held for all of these countries. And 60, what was it, 63% of all foreign exchange is held in dollars. And remember how I told you, when they talk about being held in dollars, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, they put it in the bond market. Uh, by the way, the bond market actually has gone up today, 2.48. Uh, I think a lot of that having to do with this news 
they're they're giving it all oh, the the Fed release minutes yesterday. We'll talk about that a little later. This is much more important. And it said that China would benefit from having a benchmark that reflects the grades of oil that are most commonly consumed by its local refineries, which can differ from Western contracts. Like, uh, and we we talk about there's. I guess what they call sour crude and heavy crude and light crude. Uh, the, the futures contracts will fix price for delivery at a later date, right? And that's what they, they do. So China knows, hey, in in December of 2018, we're going to need 10 million barrels, and I don't know the number, but 10 million barrels of crude oil a day. And we're going to lock that price in now, right? Because let's face it, when you're doing a lot of planning and you're, you want to know what the fixed cost is going to be. And so they can, they can use like, you know, whether it's 61 or 62 or 65 or $68 a barrel, they can lock that price in. And then get delivery in December. So they can do it today for December. And the uh, speculators obviously do it what? They, they're placing bets, uh, which is uh, different. But in 2017, oil futures contracts in New York and London outstripped physical trading by a factor of 23. Right? So you had 23 times more people uh, just doing it to try to make money versus people that actually needed to buy the oil. One of the reasons why the Chinese want to get involved to try to guarantee, you know, what? Structure the price. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Hyatt. On the first day of Thanksgiving week last November, U.S. Border Patrol agent Rogelio Martinez was killed and a second agent was seriously injured as they patrolled a lonely stretch of Interstate 10 in West Texas near the Mexican border. The agent's injuries were apparently caused by grapefruit-sized rocks thrown by men who had illegally crossed the border in an area where, as the New York Times reports, drug and human trafficking are common. U.S. Border Patrol has tallied over 700 assaults on border officers in the last fiscal year, and 38 agents have been killed in the line of duty since 2003. You'd think the dangerous assaults on federal agents would have given pause to the federal judge in San Francisco who was considering a lawsuit challenging President Trump's crackdown on sanctuary cities. But no. Judge William Oreck went right ahead on in November with his 28-page order declaring a nationwide permanent injunction against the president's effort to punish sanctuary cities with the loss of federal funds. Judge Oreck was named to the federal bench in 2013 after he bundled at least $200,000 for Obama and donated another 30000 to groups supporting him. As U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions said in his November address to the Federalist Society, an increasing number of district courts are taking the dramatic step of issuing nationwide injunctions that block the entire U.S. government from enforcing a statute nationwide. In effect, single judges are making themselves super legislators for the entire United States.
the Supreme Court has consistently and repeatedly made clear that courts should limit relief to the parties before them, General Sessions continued. So if lower courts continue to ignore that precedent, then the Supreme Court should send that message again. And send a message the High Court did. In early December, a strong majority of justices sent an opinion to lower courts that effectively allowed President Trump's third revision of the temporary travel ban to go into full effect. The Supreme Court clearly expressed that the administration will prevail on the merits of this dispute. This was welcome news in the fight for an America-first immigration policy. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592. Uh, today we got a great special. It's in stock. It's here. They're here now. I have 85 one-tenth ounce American gold eagles, the, the golden dimes, and we call them the golden dimes because they're, they're the size of a dime. They're a tenth of an ounce of gold. We are going to be the cheapest in the country here at a hundred and forty-two dollars. So you figure that's only fourteen hundred and twenty dollars if you you know for ten of them for an ounce, uh, and and you know you're looking at ten and some of our competitors, you know ten, fifteen, twenty dollars below what everybody else is at in the marketplace. Uh, about ninety nine dollars gold, uh, thirteen thirteen hundred and twenty dollars and forty cents right now. Uh, so let's just call it about a hundred bucks over spot, or ten dollars over spot on a on a, if you bought one of them. But if you bought ten of them, it'd be a uh, hundred bucks over, which is unheard of. Uh, we've got eighty five of them here. They're here today. Uh, one tenth ounce American gold eagles. At a hundred and forty-two dollars a piece, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I'm putting no limit on. If it was me, I'm going to tell you right now. You can buy a twenty-dollar gold piece today. What what are twenties at today? Let me. I, I didn't even look. I should have looked. Thirteen hundred and twenty bucks. No, that's not right. Thirteen ninety-five. I'm. I was going to wait a minute. That's the spot price. Thirteen ninety-five. Or I could buy 10 one-tenth ounce at fourteen twenty. I'm buying the tenth ounce because you don't get that size. I mean, that's the the smallest U.S. minted coin, uh, the, the one-tenth ounce American gold eagle. Uh, just a huge savings today at $142. Uh, there is no limit. There's 85. If you want to buy them all, buy them all, 800 Nine five one zero five nine two. Wow! I just this actually, I believe, on our website as well this morning. You know, we talked about Social Security, and I try uh, to explain to you uh, the the whole gimmick of of Social Security and and throw Medicare in there and all the all of the others, disability insurance. There is no trust fund. 
the government right now today. We cannot fund the Social Security obligation. You know, they make this big deal. Oh, Social Security is going to be broken 2030, whatever they say. Of course, I'm telling you, it's going to be sooner than that. It's actually already here because there is no trust fund. And then they 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 say, well, because of the trust fund and the interest, we're, we're okay, but, but there's no interest to be paid. They just pretend to do it on paper. Uh, but but that's why, you know, it's so funny with us say they can only pay 76% of the benefits instead of, you'd think, well, if the trust fund went broke, let's just say it was 2030 and it went broke. Well, wouldn't it start with, hey, we only can pay like 99% of the benefits, but it's all the way down to 76 because it's already broke now. We don't collect enough now to pay for it. Uh, and, and someone is actually trying to come up with a solution. It's a terrible one, but I want to share it with you. Two of the biggest long-term financial problems facing the United States. Social Security funding and the growing level of student loan debt, right, which is now the second largest debt behind a mortgage. One Republican congressman has introduced legislation that can help tackle both problems. And I was like, wow. I can't wait to see what he says. And here's the solution. By, by allowing future retirees to trade some of their Social Security benefits for student loan forgiveness. <laughs> by the way, I think they're supposed to do that now, right? They, when you get the Social Security, if you still have a student loan, I think they whack the Social Security, but... But he, here's, his, here's the plan. This is the brilliant plan. It's no secret that student loan debt has become a serious problem. 45 million Americans, oh, 1.4 trillion, probably 1.5 trillion now, in student loan debt. I think about 45 million Americans. And uh, more than credit card, more than auto loan, more than anything but a, a mortgage. Uh, Representative Tom Garrett. He's from Virginia. Introduced legislation known as the Student Security Act, which would allow student loan borrowers to make an interesting choice. It would give the borrowers the option to have some of their student loan debt forgiven in exchange for a higher Social Security full retirement age. Which, really, you think about it, maybe it's not that crazy. You, know, you can work till you're 80. You'll be fine. Garrett, who is a student loan borrower himself, is introducing the solution to the student debt problem that could also help Social Security with its shortfall. Here's how it would work. For every month a borrower agrees to raise his or her Social Security full retirement age. They would receive $550 in student loan forgiveness. Now, here's the one thing that, that I want all of you to know. That is simply the taxpayer paying for the debt. Because the the forgiveness of, of the loan, it doesn't 
you're not actually paying it, and the government, the taxpayer, is the one that loans the money. In case you don't know that now, the government took over the student loan business. That's our money. The plan would set a maximum amount of loan forgiveness. This tells you how bad the problem is really going to get. Of $40,150. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Just take the... You know, and I'm thinking about my oldest. My oldest 18. He's getting ready to go to college. And all of his buddies and him and all the other kids, his age, they're going to... They're gonna if if the maximum's forty, that probably means the vast majority of Americans are gonna be carrying at least forty. How many of them are gonna be carrying a hundred, two hundred, you know, heaven forbid, three, four hundred? Which would result in a delay of six years. How old would that be? Okay, so the full retirement age, I just had to keep reading, is set at 67. So if you just wait till you're 73, uh, the, the it says, according to the bill's text, it would say that the... Oh, well, you know what? There's the, the music. I'm going to finish this when we return. Take the time. Pick up those tents out at 142 bucks. We'll be back right after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I, but you guys just aren't paying attention. I still got seventy five. I had one person call, got ten of the one tenth ounce. Are you kidding me? You gotta wake up. I know it's hard. Pull your head out of your clavin and see what's really going on. Time to wake up now. One tenth ounce American gold eagles at a hundred and forty two bucks at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. There's seventy five of them remaining. They're here. Uh, also, by the way, today we're going to be shipping everybody uh, that we didn't get out before the Christmas holiday going out today. So the uh, if you had saints, if you had the proofs, uh, a couple people had some Indians, some five dollar libs. All that stuff's going out today uh, as well. Uh, but we got 75 one-tenth ounce American gold eagles left, uh, and three lines still open. 800-951-0592. You know, just another thing to really think about. Here's this plan. Uh, hey, let's let's have you not pay off your debt, but then you know we'll push back your retirement. Here's how it's going to work. So for every year that you push back, and you can push it back. Now, granted, this is just a proposal. You could push it back six years. How the bill would work was right now you can early retire at 62, and you get you know you don't get the full, full benefit, or you could partial retire or, or fully retire at 67. If you took the this, if this became law, you could pay... $40,000 of your student loan, by not paying, but by deferring Social Security, you wouldn't be able to get Social Security to your 73, and then it would also move up the early retirement age. So the early retirement instead of 62 would jump to 68. Uh, and again, none of I know they try to act like, well, if we just change the age and this, that's all nonsense. I mean, it'll help a little bit. 
But this is how big the problem is. And I, and I point this up because I want you to use your head for a minute. Just, just for a second. They already know. The vast majority of kids that are in high school or starting college today are going to have a minimum of $40,000 of student loan debt. Right now, the number's in the 20s. Now it's going to be 40, which means over half the people are going to have more than that. And now the great plan is, I know, <laughs> let's not let them get their Social Security money. Like You know, here's the funny thing. Why are all of these people retiring early? Most of them is because, you know what, I lost my job. And now I need to what? I need some money. And, and all of the delay and the extent and the print. And here's the facts. You want to deal with the facts. Social Security is broke right now. We don't collect enough money to pay what we spend. We take in less than we put out. And 10,000 people a day are retiring. And this is really, when you think about it, the best decade ever for the federal government when it comes to Social Security. And what I mean by that is, what did we have? What, four years where there was no rate increase? I think in the last 10 years, I don't know if they've if we've even hit 2% as a, a COLA adjustment. And of course, they changed the way they calculated inflation so everybody uh, that's on a fixed income will tell you that every year they become a little more poor and a little more poor and a little more poor. And they try to act like all of this is miraculously going to be just wonderful. We're going to add a trillion dollars a year into the debt. And that's this year. It'll be close. I, I don't know if we'll get there. Now, we'll have to wait and see. If we get the infrastructure thing that I, uh, like I think we're going to get, we'll, we'll get there this year. And that's not including student loan debt, right? They don't include that in the, in the, the quote-unquote good number. And now one of the senators, I mean, it's already probably $1.5 trillion in the next 10 years. It's going to be three, four, five. That used to be the size of the national debt. We went from 1776 to 1981 before we got a trillion dollars in federal debt. We've got $1.5 trillion in student loan debt in what? I mean, when did student loan debt really even start? The 80s? You know, and I always love it when, when, you know, Ben Bernanke, he, he was, you know, such a great guy. I mean, he wrote a great book. Uh, he, I mean, it's a wonker of a book. It's a, one of the worst reads. If you really want, if you're having trouble sleeping at night, get Ben Bernanke's book, uh, The Courage to Act, and how he, you know, saved everybody and told his heartfelt story about how, oh, yeah, he can, he's relatable because uh, he had a summer job working as a waiter at a Mexican restaurant. Now we got people walking around with degrees from Harvard that 
don't have a summer job. That is their job. But he talks about how he went to, you know, he had to, you know, help his parents and, 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 and get some spending money with his summer job. And Harvard, going to Harvard for a whole year with room and board cost $4,000. Now cost eighty. Yeah, I'll get the courage for you. One-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. If you really don't want to see me get upset, I hope they're gone before we get back. 800-951-0592. Well, a little better. We got 50 one-tenth ounce left now. All of them from Phoenix. Not a single caller from Colorado. Uh, one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. 142 bucks. You know that 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 brings it up to what 14.20 an ounce. Uh, gold's going to hit 14.20 plus in 2018. How's that for a call? 800-951-0592. Uh, if you look, Kitco's got gold up five or six dollars. I'm going to tell you, it's up a dollar uh, after the market closed yesterday. Uh, we talked about this. We got that uh, hour of electronic trading. Uh, where gold fell when the Federal Reserve released the minutes, and it's so funny uh, the spin on this. The you know so I, I even write, oh the Fed is bullish on rate hikes, and and then I read the actual minutes. Nothing's changed. Exactly, they they, they got a two and a half percent GDP forecast, and this is the Fed, right? They're always overly. I hope the I listen. I hope that they're actually wrong because they're too pessimistic because two and a half percent gdp is not setting the world on fire especially when you think about the giveaway we just gave corporate america by the way uh who was it i forget one of the companies that uh was doing the oh yeah with the the tax cuts we're gonna give everybody bonuses and this and that uh today announced that they're laying off thousands of workers the union is suing them. Uh, it's on our website, so I just thought it was hilarious. I'll find it here. Give me a second. I didn't know I was going to go there. It's live radio. You never know what I'm going to say. Oh, it's AT&T. Yeah, AT&T is being sued by the workers' union to try to stop the institution from what it's calling a massive layoff of thousands of employees. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, this, this is what you're going to get. We already know. We're going to get stock buybacks. We're going to get mergers. We're going to get firings. Uh, but we're probably not going to really see anybody do any real actual hiring because, let's face it, the climate's not as good. Interest rates are higher now. Listen, for t- nine, ten years, they had rates at zero. They wanted to borrow money because, you don't. You know, let's face it, you don't. Uh, you borrow the money to build plants and factories. You don't spend it. You borrow it. They would have done it already. Well, and I mean, that's just, I don't know, my, my common sense spin on things, but what do I know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, AT&T, apparently, they're going to give you the $1,000 bonus and then, I guess, give you a pink slip behind it. Uh, but that article is toward the bottom of our website. But as I was saying, the Fed released its minutes yesterday. Uh, gold went all the way down to 13.07, and then now it's been rallying all the way to getting back to uh, what just 1,320 dollars uh, this morning. As when you really look at what's really happening, we've got a dollar falling again. Right, we're we're at 91 and change. 
uh, people worried now about the infl- inflation, but not wage inflation. They're worried about, uh, well, well, just look at crude oil. You look at copper. You start looking at some of these other commodities, and, and the squeeze is on. And then you look at the, the Federal Reserve, and, and most people are sitting there, and they they, they want to wait to see the inflation and, and whether they're going to hike two times or three times. Uh, really, they want to get to 2%. I think they're going to do three hikes, and I think the dollar is going to fall all the way along with it, and we're going to see the highest gold price we've seen in, in several, several years here in 2018. 800 951 0592. Finish up on these one tenth ounce American Gold Eagles, 142 bucks. They are live, they are in stock. 